How many want to hear from the word of the Lord today? I have, I've kind of got run over by the Holy Ghost dump truck and then got backed up and ran over me again um, because I was wanting to do this creation series and he keeps on changing my focus and he's actually retooled that series and I'm going to be preaching a couple message on that series and I plan to start that next week. But today he told me to go toward faithfulness. So if you'd stand with me, I want to preach a little message um, from the word of God. This is God's word. Amen about how essential it is for us to be faithful in the house of the Lord. And it's a good day for that message because there was so much snow and there's so much cold out. And some of us are fasting, so we're freezing slapped to death already. Why don't we do fasting in the middle of January? Anybody know? This is a really bad idea. It's never a bad idea to fast. Don't get me wrong. I, I love fasting. I was talking with our sister beforehand, and she was saying how she was fasting, and it just... It connects you right back into the flow of what God is doing in the earth. Amen? It gives you a spiritual connection. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 4, verse 2. Paul gives us a blistering word here that we want to focus on. And if you've fallen down this area, I want you to know that you, you are still here. You're getting back up again. There's no such thing as staying down when it comes to a Christian because Jesus didn't stay in that grave. Amen? If he can come out of a grave, we can get back up. Moreover, is required in stewards. Everybody say stewards. People that keep things and monitor things and manage things. That a man be found faithful. That could, that could be said that a person be found faithful. That's how that applies. And that is our scripture for today. Moreover, and it is required. Everyone say required. Some things are required of the Lord. I may preach a message here real soon of the things that are required of us as Christians and the things that are not required of us as Christians because some people just don't know. They're thinking they're failing God in some area. Did you know you don't have to have all the answers? That's one thing you don't have to do. It's not required of me as a pastor to have all the answers. Did you know that? That's so relieving for me because I can pray and God can answer and I, I thank God for that. But sometimes I just need to point people back at the Word of God. And so maybe I'll preach a sermon on the requirements that are from the Word of God for Christians. But today, we talk about faithfulness and trustworthiness. Would you bow your heads with me and pray? Lord, we want to be faithful servants to your kingdom, especially in these days where standing up is, is stepping out and where being truthful is come against such harsh ridicule. We pray that you give us boldness, Lord God. We pray for the bravery of the people of the first church, that they stood and held their grounds and were faithful. Help us to stand together in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Sometimes being different is not a bad thing. In fact, the Bible calls us peculiar people, Sister Carla. And I don't direct that at her because she's so peculiar. But uh, she is she is an odd duck sometimes. <laughs> I could, you know, that's funny because I come to church to find out what obscure reference she's going to pull from the Word of God this Sunday. And this Sunday she came in and she goes, treachery! <laughs> it's treachery out there. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. And then yesterday I was kind of different. I was a different, I was one of those odd ducks. I had gone up north to uh, do a committal and got a special invite 
to a situation uh, called the Packer game. Anybody ever heard of these things? <laughs> the Packer game. I, I don't know if, if you worship at the idol of the sports world or not. I do not. And so I was there, and I show up, and I'm in a full suit, and I'm in a full, you know, I look like a funeral director, but they don't know that. They thought I was part of the media. So I pull up, and I roll my window down, and it was a very special parking space, a very special parking area, and I was really just trying to get to some food. So, because after I saw how many people were there and how many wackos were there, how many Green Bay Packer nuts were there, I mean, it was crazy. Um, People were dressed with all kinds of weird clothing, but it was mostly green and gold. And um, they, were, they were drinking all kinds of libations, libations, however you say that. And so I was like, you know, these are, these are not my people. <laughs> this is too much for me. I may just want to go home. But anyway, so I pull in, and I tell the guy, I'm like, um, I'm going to be going inside and get some food. And he's like, oh. He's like, I see you're not from here. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not from here. Yes, yeah. Pull me wherever you want to put me. Yeah, I'm... And he thought I was part of the media team. I was coming in for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to, to help support ESPN, the back scene. I'm like, he thought I was one of those guys. So he pulled me right over to the stadium, parked me in my Suburban right near the stadium. And I'm like, yeah, wonderful parking. I'm like, how much does that cost? He goes, oh, no, you guys are taken care of. You go right there, pull right in. I'm like, sometimes it's good to be different. <laughs> I had no Packer gear on at all, and I'm parked next to the stadium. Aaron Rodgers is walking by. Give me a signature. It was just one of those days where you're just like, you know what? Being different is not really a bad thing. And I want to tell you that being trustworthy and faithful to the house of God and faithful to your walk with God is going to be different from the world. But that's not a bad thing, brothers and sisters. It opens doors for you you'd never expect. It puts you in places you never thought you could get to. It offers, offers you opportunities you didn't plan for, nor could you have opened if you tried to plan for it. Had I known that day that I would pull up and get parked next to the important people, I would have never... I thought of that, but that's what happened. And so when I got in there and everybody's starting to lose their mind at the game, I'm like, this is not my people. I'm going home because I not also knew it started snowing. And, and guess what? Yeah, they lost. That stung pretty bad. But I was like, this wasn't a foretelling of me leaving. I was just going to leave. And people were like, why would you leave? You have a special thing going. You got, you got in real easy and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving because this is not my God. This is not what I worship. This is not what... I came here for. I just, I just came here to see what was going on, and I wasn't going to stay for the whole game anyways, but I got special consideration, and that's why I'm here. But no, I don't have to stay here. This is not what I worship. This is not what I'm, I, I, I'm faithful to. I, I can leave anytime I want to. And they're like, but why would you do that? This is the division game. And I'm like, it's just simply not something that has any claws in my life. It's not something that holds me to where I feel like I have to stay. I can come and I can go anytime I want to. And that's how it is with the rest of the things in this world, brothers and sisters. We can take it or leave it. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. He said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Be careful what you find yourself faithful to. If there's anything I want to be found faithful in, it's living for God with all my heart. It's being able to walk
walk away from anything that's not his for my life. It's being able to give myself wholly and completely to something else. Give myself wholeheartedly to the Lord. Amen, somebody. Amen. 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 It's not about whether or not they did good or didn't do good. It's not about whether I had a good place that I had a great view of the game or not. It didn't matter. It was whether I needed to leave or not because I started getting this message change while I was there. I was going to preach something completely different, and I was like, Lord, I got to leave. I need to pray over that message. I need to change what's going on and in, in the focus for tomorrow. And I wanted to be found faithful in this position right here more than I wanted to watch them win a football game at, pa- at Packer Stadium at Lambeau Field. Oh, it was wonderful. It was ma- magnificent. There was fireworks going off. There was so many people. It was unbelievable. But that is not something that keeps me. What keeps me is walking with God and the power of God and the things of God. They are more important than one game. They're more important than one goal. They're more important than one success. They're more important than a trophy. I'm after the things of God and I want to be found faithful. If there's anything, brothers and sisters, don't be found with a huge house and too many cars and too many vacations. Be found faithful to your Lord and Savior for he was faithful to you. He died for for you and he gave his all for you and he deserves that we give him our all amen somebody joshua was was found faithful to moses and to the things of god elisha was found faithful in the service of the prophet elijah timothy was deemed faithful by the apostle paul first corinthians 4 17 goes on to say in this vein that for this reason i have sent timothy to you who is beloved a faithful son in the lord who will remind you of my ways in christ as i teach everywhere in every church in other words paul was saying he's found faithful amen he does the things he walks in the doctrines of the apostles the doctrines of grace the doctrines of salvation the doctrines of different things that are good for instruction and righteousness and for correction his life is faithful and his life speaks of christ amen somebody i want my life to be found faithful how about you i want my life to speak of jesus christ And so if you need anything from God, you need to understand that there are people that had the worst of circumstances that were found faithful anyways. I don't know what excuses people might have for not being in church today. Having a snowstorm or some snow or cold might be one of them. But I'm not lambasting anybody for following along online, even though you can't get here. I'm just saying Stephen was chosen because he was faithful. I'm saying, what I'm saying is Gehazi, on the other hand, was unfaithful, seeking selfish gain. He gave up an opportunity to receive the mantle of Elijah. Understand that. He passed it over because he wasn't faithful. Faithfulness, hear me, brothers and sisters, faithfulness will unlock whatever calling God has on your life. I know it seems like it's just sweeping the lobby. I know it seems like it's just pushing a shovel or throwing some salt on a, on a snowy day. I know it seems like just coming in and getting your kids to Sunday school. But that faithfulness unlocks the will of God in your kid's life. It unlocks the will of God in your life. And one of these days, God's going to walk up and tap you on the shoulder and say, I've got a ministry for you. I've got something for you to do. But until that moment happens, may we be found. 
found faithful in the house of God, faithful in our marriages, faithful in our homes, and faithful to the word of God. May we be found like that. I know I'm kind of preachy today, but that's okay. I drove home in a snowstorm to preach this message. Hello. I missed the last half of the game to preach this message. You better enjoy this. The Lord might sit me down after this. I don't know. Paul instructed Timothy that he was to seek out faithful men to whom he could impart truth and revelation. Understand that faithfulness also imparts revelation into your life. How many were singing about that marvelous light? Called out of darkness into that marvelous light. A glorious day. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team, for a lovely song. The ministry of the apostles would be carried on by those who were faithful and who could be trusted. Everybody say trusted with the message. With the message. 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 2. King James, written about 1900, it says this. Thou, therefore, there's going to be some of these thousand dozen here, okay? Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ or in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou unto, commit to who? Faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. In other words, you need to be found faithful if you're going to carry the beautiful witness of Jesus Christ in this world. I need us to apply that to a greater thing. And what does that mean? And what does it mean to be faithful? The faithful few. Have you ever heard that? There's few people that really want to take up the mantle of being faithful. But I want to be found among those faithful. How about you? You know, there's an 80-20 principle. Many of you know it. If you manage anything at all, you understand that 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. Have you ever heard that? The 80-20 principle. And even though those 20 can wear out, I want you to know that there is a special reward for people who are faithful and just keep plugging and keep going. If you want to know what your passion is, find something that you'll keep doing even when you don't feel like it. Find something. If you want to know what your calling is in the house of God, find something that you'll just do. Even I, I can tell you, I've come to this pulpit. Don't, don't, don't judge me, but I've come to this pulpit having to have worked all night and not gotten any sleep. I went home, got a shower. She'll tell you. I got home, got a shower, walked to this pulpit. You want to know why? I didn't feel like being here. My flesh didn't want to be here. My body was tired, but you know what? It's my calling, and the passion in me will not let me. I've got so much passion for what I do right now that I can destroy a service team. I can, I can run right over any of the teams of the church because I want to go so fast and I want to build so hard and I want to go so crazy for the kingdom of God. I want six churches planted. I want 12 churches planted and I will literally wear out the 20 that's doing 80% if I let my passion just run wild for this. But I have to understand that they are called to be faithful just as much as I'm called to be faithful and I have to work within the flow and the weight that they can handle. So men need to take up the cross. Men need to be faithful. And while you're doing the things of God, just remember it's also worship. It's also your worship. Brother Rob is playing this guitar up here and reading his iPad and trying to sing the notes right all at the same time. That's his worship. But when he's also putting stuff in on the website to make sure that spirit life, uh, make sure that the life groups get kicked off right, that's also his worship.
His faithfulness is his worship, amen? And I'm sorry to pick on you, Rob, but I'm just telling you, there are some people that put some time in that you don't ever see, but God sees it. God records it. It's in his books, and he hands out rewards for that, amen? It's the few that may be faithful, but it's the few that are going to be greatly blessed by God. And you can be blessed by that mantle of faithfulness in your family. If you've never had that, start it today. Break the chains. Become a faithful person. Don't be a person that's flighty, that bounces from job to job, that can't handle hard situations. You're paid in commencement. You're you're paid according to how big a problem you can solve. Do you understand that? If you go up the ladder in any kind of leadership, understand that it's because you were faithful in a lower level, that they saw you faithful in smaller things. That's the principle of the Word of God just applied in the business world. Understand that when God sees you faithful, in the little, he rewards you with much, amen? And you will not get much if you don't understand that with every new level comes new problems. And so when people start to step into management or they start to step into any kind of leadership, they're wondering why they're run over with problems. Why? Because you stepped into a new level, and every new level has a new devil, right? <laughs> so you have to understand it's not going to get better, It's not going to get better, brothers and sisters. When you go up in management and up in leadership, you have to get better. You have to get better at handling bigger problems. And your pay is often rewarded for bigger problems. The people that are at the highest levels are people that have learned how to broaden their shoulders big enough to handle heavy loads, and they get used to it. I know it's hard when you first start. I know it's overwhelming when you first step into a leadership position. But if you be found faithful, God will give you grace. God will give you help in that. God will anoint you in places you never thought you could be anointed. You'll stay longer when others left. You'll be faithful and able to do things that others couldn't with less. Amen. I've done it. I know. I've been there. I've watched God use me even in places where I didn't think I fit. But because God fit me in, nobody could take me out. Amen. Nobody could remove me. He's not waiting for a vote from the people around you to put you into some places of great promise and blessing. He's waiting on your faithfulness to put you into that place when he sees you faithful he opens the door of opportunity for you may you be found faithful proverbs 20 and 6 says most men will proclaim each his own goodness but who can find a faithful man scripture even asks the wisdom writer says who can find a faithful man they are few faithful person comes from the word iman in the original language means faithful faithfulness or trustworthy According to the proverb, most people will readily declare their own deeds. That's why I hate resumes. <laughs> it's just like a laundry list of all my good deeds. It's always hard to tell exactly what a person is. But the writer of this proverb says most men with another kind of person, a faithful man. He says the writer contrasts the ones who tell about all their deeds and all the good things they do with another kind of man. He said, most men will say all the good things they do, but there is one man that's just found faithful. He'll just be there, he'll just keep working, and he'll just keep doing the faithfulness, his faithfulness toward God. You work as unto the Lord, brothers and sisters. You do not work for a paycheck. Everything you do is as unto the Lord. 
And I don't care how hard people, I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how much laziness you've got around you and other people that are working on the job. If your name gets put on a bottom line, if you sign your name on any contract or any work that you do, you better be able to stand behind your name and say, I did that work as unto the Lord and it's done for him. And whether I get rewarded or not, God will reward me for it. Amen, somebody. Is, there, is it okay that we preach some faithfulness in the house of the Lord? Oh, man, so good. The word faithful also comes from another original word called pistos, which means reliable. Faithful people are dependable, trustworthy, consistent people. We don't like that word consistent. How many know that after January 15th, your New Year's resolutions are completely breaking down? Anybody have some New Year's resolutions that have fallen apart? I know I have. I've gone to the gym, but basically it's just going to the gym to just... uh, Sit on the hydro massager. <laughs> oh, this is nice. I don't look like I go to the gym, but I go to the gym a lot, which tells me something, that you can park. <laughs> oh, should I say this? You can walk into the garage, but that doesn't make you a car. You can walk into church, but that doesn't make you a Christian. Should I say this, Lord? You have to understand that whenever you go to the house of the Lord, you have to do things and be a part of things that make you a child of God. Amen? You don't, you, don't get, you don't get told at the end of our life, well said, thou good and faithful servant. It's going to be well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have to do some things to be a faithful people. Amen? And we want to be faithful to the word of God. That's why we're trying to build a church in the first place, so that people have a place to come and hear the word of God, that people have a place to come and repent of their sins. I know the denominal world calls that accepting Christ as your personal Savior, but that, brothers and sisters, is repentance. And the Bible says that all of heaven rejoices at one sinner that repents, one sinner that chooses to walk toward God. Why? Because the Scripture also tells us that the enemy, Lucifer, who is also at work in this place, present age in the spirit of antichrist who is also at work can i preach for a minute who is also at work in the in this present age is working among the children of disobedience the bible says and so the children of disobedience open themselves up to spiritual influence from the world that is not from heaven in other words fallen angels demons and those that have principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and high places can use manipulate and, and and use people who are in states of disobedience And that is why the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repents because they're no longer eligible to be an active force of the dark side. In other words, whenever you start to follow the word of God, when you start to be faithful to the house of God, when you start to be obedient to the word of God, you no longer are able to be possessed or oppressed or you cannot stay where you are. God is pulling on you into marvelous light. Amen. I'm stuck in that thought, marvelous light today. I love that. So I'm thankful for every sinner that repents, amen? I'm thankful for every person who finds grace from God. Thank God Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, amen? I'm just thankful for all of that. But I'm also thankful for people who show up when it's not easy and keep doing it when it's hard and don't get heard sometimes, even though they want to be heard. Even when leadership wants to hear them and their complaints and the things that they, not complaints because we shouldn't complain, but the things that they have problems with. Even when leadership wants to hear them, but they're not heard and they just keep on going and keep on serving. Those people are precious in the kingdom of God. Their faithfulness 
is not only faithfulness to themselves and their life and their mission and their ministry, but it's also their faithfulness to others. We have a responsibility to be faithful in every relationship we have. Amen? I don't take on too many friends because I have a responsibility to be a good friend to them. And if I can only text you, if I can only be a part of maybe messaging you here and there, I love you slap to death. I do. I, I, I mean, just absolutely love you as a pastor, but I only have so much time. And so I'm very careful who I let into my inner circle because I am then responsible to be faithful to that friendship. And I want to be a good friend, amen? I want to be found faithful in everything. The Holy Ghost, which resides within us, is a consistent and faithful spirit. Did you know that? That he's closer than a brother. I said that last week. We are to manifest that same faithfulness and consistency with others in our friendships. We are supposed to be faithful. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 27, 6, this is the word of the Lord. Everybody say the word of the Lord. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. <laughs> Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. What was that saying they used to say? Don't need enemies when I have friends like this. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Why? Because friends will speak to it, brothers and sisters. Friends will not just pat you on the back and say, ah, that's okay. I know you're lazy. <laughs> that's okay. You can, you can Netflix binge and sit on the couch and be a couch potato. No, they're not going to let you do that. They're going to say, don't you have a calling? Don't you have something to be doing right now? Don't, shouldn't you be up before 8 a.m. and ready to go and face the world? Shouldn't you get something done with your life? You've been given a grace from God to live in this present day. Aren't you here for such a time as this? What are you called to do? Find it and put every bit of your 100%. I don't care if your 100% looks like somebody's 15%. Give your 100% to it. I don't care what limitations you have. I don't care what bodily restrictions you may have. Whatever God calls you to do, whatever God says you need to be faithful to this, do it with 100% of your energy and ability. Everything you've got. And if you're a person who is given to detail, then bring that detail and use it at the house of God. If you're a person that's given to, to authority, then learn how to work within the authority of the church and be a blessing to others. Bring your responsibilities to the Lord and be faithful with them. Be faithful with friends. But remember that we're supposed to be faithful in our marriages. We're supposed to be faithful in our business relationships. It's faithfulness everywhere. It comes from our faithfulness to God. It overflows onto everything else. When the early church needed men to oversee the day-to-day -day business of the assembly, they looked for faithful men of good report, Acts 6 and 3. It was one of the original requirements, not just saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized, dancing, you know, <laughs> not, not just the people that knew how to get it done. Not the people with the day timers and the planners and the digital devices that make them look like they knew how to do everything with all the money in the bank. No, not just those guys. He said the faithful men. But did you know if you learn how to be faithful to God, you learn how to be faithful in everything else? I know few people who walk with God for over 20 years being faithful to God that doesn't know how to pay their bills on time. I know few of those folks because they just learned how to be faithful 
and it started applying to everything else. A good reputation is not only necessary within the church, but also in the world. They looked out for men of good report. 1 Timothy 3, 7 says, Moreover, we must have a good testimony among those who are outside, just lest he fall into reproach and a snare of the devil. The devil's looking to snare you, brothers and sisters. But you can't just rage every time somebody does something wrong to you. Hello, somebody. You can't just go off. You can't just give them a piece of your mind. You may not have much left to give. So be careful. Also, the Scripture tells us that we need to keep a good report with those that are outside the church, not just in the church. That's how we're found faithful. But the devil would like to ensnare you and trap you in these things. And he says, why don't you just tell them like it is? Why don't you just tell them off? You know you have quick brain-to-mouth connection. Just go ahead and say it like it is. How many of you have ever had family members like that? Oh, family members? Yes. And you know that you could say so many things. The proof of being faithful is also keeping things that need to be not said in the hands of the Lord. In other words, when someone messes up and treats you poorly or does some things, I'm not saying stay connected to them. I'm not saying stay in an abusive situation. But I'm saying you don't have to talk about it. You can give it to the Lord and let the Lord take care of it. Because if they won't come to the table and heal, then you have no choice but to give it to the Lord for it to be healed. That is the only option you have. So remember that your faithfulness is only given to you for an understanding. This, this, what I'm preaching to you is your faithfulness is given to you to help you not be snared by the enemy. Because the devil will want you to do things and say things and, and lean into your fleshly nature. And he'll say, why don't you do this? Try this. Say that. Don't, don't worry. They deserve it. And then when you do it, that he'll come back as accuser of the brethren. He jumps into the changer, and he comes out the accuser of the brethren. He's first the tempter. He'll tempt you. And then he'll, once you fall, once you accept the temptation and go, yeah, that tastes good. I like slicing and dicing from my keyboard. I like tearing somebody down. I, that feels really good to me. He'll go in and he'll go, how dare you? do something like that. How can you even call yourself a Christian? You don't, you haven't gotten over this problem for years. You just keep on falling back in the same hole, the same problem, the same addiction, the same thing. And he'll accuse you until you feel like you're about this big, until you feel like crawling under a rock, never coming out, never calling yourself a Christian, never praying again, and never going to church again. Amen? That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to ensnare you. But he cannot ensnare, oh, I feel like preaching right now. He cannot ensnare a child of God with the name on their life. He cannot ensnare you. He's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. In other words, you have to give him permission to devour you. But your faithfulness to God protects you in a way like no other because your faithfulness, whenever you just get up, even if you've fallen down, you know that it requires that you get up again. If you mess up, it requires that you put it under the blood again. If you slip up, it requires that you go to your Savior again. You become a person who is unbeatable because you've learned the, the discipline of faithfulness. I want to be faithful. 
And when I'm found faithful, I'm found as a person who cannot be snared by the enemy or my flesh or human desires that are against the will of God. Please understand that you have a responsibility. Economists know this. Psychologists know this. Sociologists know this. That you have a responsibility to be faithful to your family. You have a responsibility to be faithful to your community. You have a responsibility to be faithful to the community at large. And we understand that governments and, and, and leadership and structure breaks down. It all falls when there is no responsibility. If we do not harmonize, brothers and sisters, in this church, if we do not harmonize our responsibilities and our faithfulness, we will get absolutely nowhere. We'll build up and crash. Build up and crash because you can't do it. How many have ever been to a band concert? And before the band... I keep on looking at Carla. Sorry, Carla. She's a band teacher, but I, I, she's doing all kinds of stuff now. But understand that she used to teach band, and a lot of times whenever you go to a young band concert, everybody's warming up their instruments. Have you ever heard this? Anybody been to a band concert and everybody's squawking? It's And it sounds absolutely, it's chaos. It's, it's, it's disjointed. There's nobody playing the same thing. They're all practicing little parts they want to make sure they got right. But then whenever the conductor steps up and he taps his, his little conductor stick on the, on the stand and he raises his hands, everybody quiets, everybody lifts their instruments, and they all look at the sheet music and they're going to begin at the same spot doing the same thing, all playing harmonic, harmonically and in tone, and they all play together. And suddenly what used to be an absolute, chaos of noise becomes a cacophony of beautiful instrumentation where there's layers upon layers. There's trombones and there's saxophones and there's different ones playing. They're all playing different parts and they're all intertwined together into one harmonic, beautiful symphony. That is what the church is, brothers and sisters. When we become faithful to God, we are all doing our faithful part. But when we come together as a body of Christ, suddenly there is a symphony Suddenly, there is a harmonic of our faithfulness that the enemy cannot attack. He cannot come against it because sound has power. And our worship becomes a weapon in the hands of Almighty God. Our praise becomes power because we join together in worship. Amen, somebody. I want to be faithful. There's some deceptions that I don't have time to hit. Maybe this is more than one sermon, but... The first deception is I will be faithful when it matters. The second deception is I will be faithful when God gives me a ministry to do. You don't get that. That's not how it works. You have to learn how to be faithful in the hard moments, faithful when it's not easy. Faithful people have staying power is what I'm trying to tell you, that when you learn to be faithful, you learn to be unbeatable. Psalms 31, 23, oh, love the Lord, all his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful. I'm still here, been through a lot, had a lot of scars and a lot of things that happened, but every scar I can point at, 
I can say there's a story of grace over that scar, and it's a scar because it healed, and it only healed because I was faithful. There were days when I came to church and didn't think I could get through it, but I just came, and I went to the altar, and I just kept bathing in prayer, and just kept worshiping God anyways. Even though it wasn't good, I didn't even feel like I could praise him because he hadn't really done anything great, I thought, for me that day, but I was breathing. My heart was beating. God was doing something for me because he gave me life that day. And when I came to the altar again and again and again, suddenly the things that used to grip me, the things that used to snare me by the enemy were no longer even in existence. There was no such thing as even a draw. The devil had no hook in me anymore. There was nothing holding me back. And when God moves you through faithfulness, he moves you into miraculous power. And now when I pray for people, I pray, Lord, make them faithful. Make faithful people out of them. Because God grants great things to faithful people. I know he gives greater responsibility to faithful people. But hear me carefully. I know I'm wrapping up and I've used up my time because of attention spans. I know that and I love you very much for listening. But listen to me. Faithful people are only granted greater things in God. Even though they're more responsibility, they come from him with greater experiences of joy. You get greater and deeper joys when you're more responsible. Amen? In Matthew 25 and 21, it says, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He says, when you're faithful in little things, I'll give you bigger things. And those bigger things lead to the joy of the Lord. It might be work, brothers and sisters. It might have been difficult to get the kids in the car today. I don't know. But you know what? Also, there's another part of my brain that's going off right now because I'm a little ADD. And it's like saying, well, you didn't have to hitch the horses. You didn't have to ride in a flat trailer to get here. You didn't have to jump on a train and try to make it here. You didn't have to take 10 different stops because your government's communist. Well, we don't know about that, but (laughs) I didn't say that over the pulpit, did I? We'll scrub that from the sermon. (laughs) The, The jury's out on the communist government, okay? The jury's out. But what we do know is we got it easy, brothers and sisters, If you can't be faithful with the footman, how are you going to run with the horseman? If you come here today and you're downtrodden, lift your head up. You have so many reasons to be excited, so many reasons to love the Lord. Let's stand to our feet together. Would you stand with me and just worship the Lord together? I'm so thankful, God, for all the blessings in my life, the faithfulness that leads to greater joys. I want to be one who's faithful in the little things so that I can see the many things, the blessings of the Lord in my life. So many small things that we don't understand lead to greater things. I finished with a Chinese proverb only because it seemed to fit. It's not even in my notes, but there was a man who had a horse, and the horse broke through the fence and ran away, and people of the community came out and said, how unlucky. How unfortunate. 
And he said, maybe. Maybe. And then two days later, that same horse came home with seven wild horses following it. And the people of the community came out and said, how lucky, how fortunate you are. And he said, maybe. Then his son was trying to train some of the wild horses. And one of the horses kicked him and broke his leg. And the community came out and said, how unlucky, how unfortunate you are. The world is so fickle, amen? It'll say one thing one year and tell you another thing the next year. One time you'll be a hero. The next week, the next year you'll be fired. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. The world is not your friend sometimes. And this is what's happening. They're just coming out and said, how unfortunate your son's leg is broke. And the man says, maybe. He's recognizing his lack of the inability, his inability to know all, right? And then a war breaks out and they start recruiting young men to go to war and they come to his house and they see his son and his leg is broke so he can't go off to war. And the community comes out and they say, how fortunate, how lucky is he that he gets to be home and his leg will heal and he'll go on to tend horses and raise your farm. And the man says, maybe, because he still doesn't know what's coming next. He never knows what's coming next of all these things. And maybe you have felt like the most unlucky or the most unfortunate person in this room right now. I can tell you, and all you need to do is look toward heaven and go, maybe he can use it. Maybe what I am and who I am was specifically designed to pick up all the people that you couldn't get to because you're not walking the same path as me. I was on a good path. God was leading me, and maybe you turned and you walked away from God for a while. And maybe you think that God's just going to show up and beat you up and just tell you all the things you've done wrong and berate you. That's not my God. He shows up and he puts his arms around the prodigal. When the prodigal stepped back on the father's property, he loved him first. He wrapped his arms around him first. He put a garment that said, he's royalty still. He put a ring on his finger that said, he has a right to be here. That's what he did first. And even though your path was that way, if you stepped off of that, God will reorganize a path. He won't take you back to where you stepped off and have you start again here. He will actually organize a merge for your destiny. Your path was right there. But now because you stepped away from God, he'll organize a merge to your destiny where you were going already. And now you're on this path. And everyone that you were going to meet on that path, now you're meeting different people on this path. And God has you on that path because you fell or you were disobedient or you did all those things you did. And you are not to beat yourself with that. You're supposed to give it to God, put it under the blood, and then take all the people you meet now on this new path toward where God is leading you toward heaven. And you're supposed to scoop them up and love them and put a garment on them and say there's a ring of royalty for your finger and there's a place in God for you. You may never have met them on this path, but on this path you fell off. Yes, I'm not glorifying sin in any way, but on this path you will meet people that your friends would have never met 
You will help save people, pull them out of the fire, or save them with love that you would have never met. So don't hate on grace, brothers and sisters. God's grace is there. You just have to be faithful. Wherever you slipped, wherever you walked away from God at, understand that he's not going to just bring you back to a linear path at 90 degrees and put you back on the right path. He's going to create a merge for you. And while you're on that merge, he's going to have you pick up some friends, some friends that went through the same drug problems you went through, some friends that went through the same addiction you went to and through, and you said, hey, look, I'm not even addicted anymore. I don't even know what that's like. I don't know what that life is even like anymore. But I remember being there. I remember the desperation I had. And if you let me take you by the hand, I'll walk you straight to Jesus because I'm on a merge path back to the glory of God. That's what the Bible calls being glorified, brothers and sisters. It's God removing all of the nature and the sin and the junk out of our lives. He's got you on a path that only you could be on. So don't be anybody else. Be you. But be you with the grace of God as a faithful servant of God. Amen. Jesus, pray with me. Pray with me. There's some open doors here. There's an opportunity right now for anybody that has been in a place of disobedience to push away the spirits of darkness in any way, shape, or form and to become a child of God. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that a heart opens, that somebody's life is changed. And they're not found as children of disobedience anymore, but they step back on the path of grace and they're merged back into the destiny of God for their life. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that merger. I pray for that opportunity. By their faithfulness of turning around and by your faithfulness of grace and mercy in the blood of the Lamb, I pray somebody gives their life to Jesus today. The altar's open if you want to come and you want to lay down anything you need to lay down. If there's a struggle you've been having over and over and over again, I want you to know that if you find yourself faithful, just get up. Just get up in the grace of God. Just stand right back up in the grace of God and say, I may have fallen, but I'm going to dust myself off, and I'm going to be a new man, a new woman. I'm going to walk in the grace of God. I'm going to be found faithful because he was faithful to me. As we're singing, would you come? I'm opening this altar. I'm going to walk away, but you, you do what you need to do today. Don't leave without finding a place of faithful prayer. Everybody said in Jesus' name, come, come, come and pray, come and pray, come and pray.
You step out right now to your pew if you're here in this congregation and come down front come on if you're going to pray this prayer right now i believe in you jesus come on down i'm, I'm encouraging you to come keep singing it's okay i'm interrupting i know come on come down here and let's just pray together you're making a statement of faith in your life come on, say it for your marriage say it for your home Say it for your faithfulness. I believe in you, Jesus. I'm going to keep coming and I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to keep doing. I want to be found faithful. I want to hear someday, well done. Well done, a good and faithful servant. Well done, a good and faithful servant. I need you, Jesus. I can't be faithful without you, Jesus. You give me the desire to be faithful, God. You give me the ability to conquer sin. Without you, I can't even do these things. It's without your spirit, I cannot do these things. But I want it to be said that I was faithful. I want it to be said that I did these things, that I was a person who was faithful. I feel God's spirit here. He's ministering to somebody right now. I believe in you, Jesus. I don't want to look at the world lies that are out there and say that they're bigger than my God. There's nothing bigger than my God. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. You can do all things. 